Welcome to the CJK Fire and Safety Education Podcast. CJK Fire and Safety is a specialist consultancy based in Far North Queensland, Australia. Specialising in fire safety, the business director and accredited fire safety engineer, Christina Noor, acts as a special expert witness in legal cases across the nation. This includes developing litigation compliant reports and being engaged for court cases within the construction stream of the legal industry. Join us at CJK Fire and Safety Education, where we discuss hot topics regarding fire safety in Australia. In this episode, we discuss a summary of the tragic Bankstown unit fire that occurred in 2014 and the mass amount of legislative reform that followed. We will also discuss similar residential apartment building fires that led to an overhaul of legislation surrounding the events. We are your hosts, Emily Knox and Jasmine Matthews. Firstly, let's talk about the fire. On the 6th of September 2012, a fire broke out on the balcony of a residential apartment building located at 4 West Terrace, Bankstown, New South Wales. It was likely that the fire broke out after a resident of the unit, Jason Zung, had put out his cigarette on the balcony of the unit, which then either caused a fire in the metal bin or the air conditioning unit on the balcony. Not long after, the power to the unit was cut and the strong winds billowed black smoke into the apartment through the balcony doors. Whilst Jason had escaped through the front door once he noticed the fire, two other residents, Connie Jung and Ginger Jiang, were left to fight for their lives. Trapped in an illegal fourth bedroom by thick black smoke, temperatures creeping over 600 degrees Celsius, The girls were forced to make the life-changing decision to either stay on the melting aluminium window ledge or jump five stories down to the concrete below. With a crowd of horrified onlookers and firefighters who had just arrived, the girls jumped. Before the eyes of witnesses, Connie fell to her death and Ginger fell to the ground, sustaining multiple life-threatening injuries. It is an unbelievable situation and I can't even begin to imagine the terror they must have felt. Mm. A coronial inquest and inquiry was launched by the New South Wales Deputy State Coroner Dillon into the death of Connie and the fire. This inquiry resulted in the investigation of whether the apartment building complied with the applicable fire safety standards and whether these standards were adequately regulated and enforced. Ginger gave a heartbreaking recollection about the moment the girls jumped from the ledge and pled for the court to find justice for her friend Connie. The hearing under Coroner Dillon in the New South Wales Coroner's Court resulted in multiple recommendations in relation to fire safety. As a result of the inquest, Mr Dillon made many recommendations for legislative reform. A total of 14 recommendations were made, yet only five of the recommendations have been implemented into statutes between 2015 and now. We will delve a little deeper into the most significant recommendations that have been implemented. If you would like to know more about the other recommendations that have been implemented, read the published blog article on the CJK website. Firstly, Mr Dillon recommended that research should be conducted into the offsetting of costs associated with installing fit-for-purpose sprinkler systems in new Class 2 and 3 buildings, which are apartments and residential buildings. The motive behind this recommendation was claims by the fire brigade that if the Bankstown apartment building had been fitted with a sprinkler system, Connie and Ginger would have been able to escape without serious injuries. 
This recommendation resulted in the 2018 Cost Impact Assessment Report for fire sprinklers in Class 2 and 3 buildings by the Australian Building Codes Board. As a result, it was made clear that installing fire sprinkler systems that comply with the deemed to satisfy provisions of the National Construction Code, NCC, would have a minimal cost impact on developers. This recommendation has since been implemented in the 2022 version of the NCC, which now requires sprinkler systems to be installed in Class 2 and 3 buildings. It was also recommended to allow lawful powers of entry for authorised inspectors from the New South Wales Department of Planning, Office of Fair Trading, Local Council or Fire and Rescues New South Wales to inspect a property in circumstances where a reasonable suspicion of unlawful occupancy is held. Therefore, on reports of unlawful occupancy, people from multiple departments may inspect it. This is similar to when police or paramedics have the authority to enter a premises to conduct welfare checks. This means that more people will be able to investigate properties to ensure that there are not too many people living inside. Thirdly, a statute regime was recommended to be implemented. This regime would enforce and monitor the accreditation and auditing of people and businesses that undertake annual fire safety checks and issue annual fire safety statements. Five years after the inquiry, the Australian Government approved the Fire Protection Association Australia Accreditation Scheme. From 2020, fire safety assessors and fire system designers must be accredited by FPA Australia. So, as we mentioned before, only five of the 14 recommendations have been implemented. It seems as though legislative reform in relation to fire safety and specifically in relation to the Bankstown Unit Fire is ongoing, which although can be seen as an inconvenience for building developers who have to ensure that their building is compliant with the changing relevant regulations and constant legislative reform, it should be seen as imperative to fire safety, the protection of property and the preservation of life. Similar to the Bankstown Fire, the Lacrosse Fire in 2014 sparked proposed reforms in construction legislation across Australia. In the early hours of the 25th of November 2014, a fire took place at the Lacrosse Building in Melbourne. Fortunately, there were no fatalities or serious injuries, but 225 residential units were affected by fire. The Lacrosse Fire prompted many states across Australia to look at their current construction legislation and propose reforms to prevent another event like this happening in the future. In 2019, New South Wales proposed a complete overhaul of compliance reporting and requirements for construction professionals. Now, the New South Wales government requires builders, developers and other members of the construction industry who provide designs and specifications of buildings to declare that their plans comply with the Building Code of Australia and other relevant building regulations. They are also required to submit those declarations to the New South Wales Building Commissioner. The fire raised a number of questions relating to the compliance of the building in relation to the NCC and the external wall cladding system used and whether it had been approved and accredited. External wall cladding and the use of ACPs, which are aluminum composite panels, have been in the spotlight for some time due to residential high-rise fires in Australia and abroad. Moving our focus to other Commonwealth countries, 
London also suffered a catastrophic apartment building fire, which, unlike the Little Cross fire, resulted in many deaths and injuries. The Grenfell Tower fire occurred in London in the early hours of the 14th of June 2014. It burned for over 24 hours. The entire building was rendered uninhabitable due to the fire and left many people without homes and belongings. The similarities between the Grenfell Tower fire and the Bankstown unit fire are ghastly. Akin to the Bankstown fire, the Grenfell Tower was exasperated by a lack of enforced fire safety measures. The lack of these important measures in the Grenfell Tower at the time of the fire profoundly affected the ability of the fire brigade to fight the fire. According to findings reported by Dr Barbara Lane on behalf of the Grenfell Tower Inquiry, the Grenfell Tower's smoke extraction system was not working at the time of the fire. There was no wet riser present at the building to allow firefighters to combat flames at the top of the building, and it was found that fire doors to residential apartments did not meet the fire resistance standards required at the time. If it were not for the lack of fire safety measures, could the Grenfell Tower and its occupants have been saved? It's interesting. We will look further into these ACP fires in future podcasts. So, what are the takeaways? Whether a fire occurs in a single unit or on the facade of a multi-storey residential apartment building, legislative reform is likely to follow. In order to prevent future failures of fire safety systems in these buildings, legislative reform and current laws about fire safety should be well researched by construction professionals and adhered to in order to prevent further reform and ultimately creating more building defects as a result. Although legislative reform is encouraged in order to have laws that represent social issues and values in regard to construction compliance, compliance will be difficult to maintain if reform is occurring frequently. It could be argued that legislative reform underpins the ability to uphold ever-changing societal issues and values and serves as a necessary foundation of democracy. Although, no matter how it was argued, reform is rendered almost useless if it is not abided by. Whilst laws are implemented and amended to prevent events like the Bankstown, La Crosse and Grenfell fires, they are useless if not enforced. Unenforced fire safety measures may result in future residential apartment fires in Australia. What makes it worse is that these tragedies could have been avoided. It is so important for lawyers, builders, insurers and construction professionals to be aware of what today's current requirements are and to ensure that they are enforced. Thank you for listening. CJK Fire and Safety hosts a range of educational resources on fire safety and engineering topics explained in an easy and understandable way. We invite you to enrol in our interactive online courses. All courses have a completion certificate and may contribute to your continuing professional development points. Visit our website at cjkfireandsafety.com.au to learn more.